So are you feeling better this week? Well, I, I was sick and and then I got better. Huh. And then I and, and then I saw the doctor and he suggested some things so I wouldn't get sick. And now I'm not feeling better again. Wait, we're not we're not turning into one of those podcasts, are we? Look, all I'm saying is, have you actually seen the curvature of the earth? Sweet Lord. Theme. Quick, quick theme. Hiya, toddlers. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd. A weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Friends, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I guess we covered that. Yeah, yeah. That was the... Yeah. Do you listen to the cold open? I don't read this paper. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, The rundown here says follow up (laughs) from the cold open, but we'll get that into the things I learned. So there'll be a follow up, but that'll be later so that's that's fair good because we've got oh my god my email blew up this week oh so is this is this like an all feedback show is that what this is it's entirely possible we'll see how it goes okay i mean we've got we've got feedback that could lead to content we have new suggested segments we've got oh my god have we got stuff (laughs) so uh let's start with uh this is episode 87 First feedback was on episode 85. And I don't know if you remember, but this is the one where you proposed doing a some kind of murder mystery kind of podcast. Or either we needed to do a murder mystery podcast or that we needed to do this podcast, but in the vocal stylings of a murder mystery podcast. Yes. Yes. And and you you said on several occasions, so I had to ask myself, and the question that was then posed was, is Todd doing sex in the city? Oh, not not on purpose. That's what I, I thought. Yes, not no, on purpose. No, I mean, <laughs> but no. it sounded very similar. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm more of a Miranda than a Carrie, but anyway, that's fine. Wait, those are right, right? Did I get both names right? Okay. I just want to make sure. You got two of the four names. Okay. All right. Whew. Anytime anytime I make a random pop culture, even if a 20-year-old pop culture reference, uh, I, I always I always throw it out and then go, huh, wonder if I got anywhere near the base on that one. So okay. <laughs> okay, so that's a good segue. Last week, we referred to Kanye changing his name. Yes. And we said it was Ye. It's not. Is it Ye? It is Ye. Oh, I had real-time follow-up while we were listening in the car, and Lisa said, I think it's Ye. And I'm like, hmm? Well, she's like, Kanye? It's Ye? Yeah, but he spells it Y-E-Ye. So it looks like Ye, but it's Ye, apparently. Mm -hmm. You know, an umlaut would probably fix that. Or not. Or an extra letter. 
Yeah, something. Y-E-A-H. Yay. Dare. Or even Y-E-A. Yeah. Anything better. Otherwise, Y-E-E is clearly ye. Y-E is just annoying. Well, that's on brand. Yeah, I was going to say, well, we solved that mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Scoob. It's it's confusing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I buy that. That was kind of a... Because everything else Kanye's done up to this point has been a logical progression of what you would do. This is the first time he's gone off the rails. I didn't see that coming. That's so weird for him. Uh, so we kind of dipped into um actuallys there for that, but that's that seemed like a seemed like a, a natural transition. Did you get any feedback? So we made a road trip. So uh, Lisa got through the back catalog. And so we got to listen. Um, the back catalog? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I I was I was actually, uh, I was, when we got to the murder mystery por- portion, and you were referencing how uh, when you were listening, you would be getting the wrap up signal. And I was waiting for Lisa to be like, okay, this bit's getting old. Uh, and uh, And then we were like, we got done with it. And then we went back into, but what really? And she actually, she just started laughing and she goes, nope, not old yet. So anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, so we're all, we're all, we're all caught up. Uh, Lisa's caught up. I was caught up, but uh, I got to, I got to re-listen to a number of episodes um, again and was like, oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, there you go. Just padding the download stats. Attaway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I re-listen, it doesn't change the step. Oh, that doesn't help. Huh. Okay. You gotta make sure you use a different player. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you're point. really gonna pad those stats. Yeah, at this point, given our stats, another yeah. download or two padding is like adding a half a tissue. <laughs> it's not it's not much padding. Uh, we get we get two more dollars from thirty one eighty seven for shameless pandering. Appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you for your generous support. <laughs> generous support. Hey, you know, sooner or later we'll get that uh, Tuba City Museum and Home Office funded slowly. Um, it's possible we could fund it. By writing children's books. Oh, okay. On on any particular topic or just. So Doug, Doug from the educated idiots sent this over. <laughs> this is a children's book about two best friends. One of whom is a tow truck. Yep. And the other of whom is. Uh, apparently is some kind of snowblower. Yeah. It's like a, like a tractor size snowblower, right? Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. Think, think like Mater, right. From cars. So two best friends and this, apparently the guy that's the tow truck who has obviously a hook on his back uh, on the back, on the back of the truck, his name is hookers. And the one that moves the snow is called Blow. So this children's book is Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. Tom Transport is stuck in a snowdrift with all the presents for the town Christmas party. It's up to Hookers the tow truck and Blow the snowblower to make their way through the snow to save the day. 
and the party. It's a heartwarming story of friendship and helping out that is perfectly safe for the kids, but with a few snickers that adults and slightly with a slightly bent sense of humor can enjoy while reading along. 22 pages. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. I think this may be the best thing I've been sent. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Cause I was sent, like I said, I was sent several things this week. So there is, there is hot, hot competition for, for best submission of the week from our listening audience. By the way, that came out in August 31st of 2020. So, so something good happened in 2020. Um, and you can order it from Amazon. Um, it's available in paperback and hardcover. It has 584 ratings and a 4.7 out of 5 rating. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but however, when I see what's frequently bought, when it says frequently bought together, don't just don't go to this page. Don't. There's a whole oh, there's a whole subgenre of children's books with ridiculous names that you know what? <clears throat> no, never mind. No. So the the top the the most recent review on Hookers and Blow Safe Christmas. <clears throat> Some of my fondest childhood memories are of my dear granddad sitting me on his knee and telling me stories about Hookers and Blow. Now with this beautiful book, I can pass pass those memories along to my old grandchildren. 200, 225 people found that review helpful. 227 now. Oh, my God. Oh, you know who else I think would find this funny? <laughs> did we get any feedback from, from Lindsay this week? Well, so so we did uh as part of the road trip, we we did we did stop up and we saw we saw the kids, saw Lindsay. <clears throat> and Lindsay says, Hey, hey, why haven't you talked about me being engaged on the on the podcast? And I said, Whoa, 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 whoa. we did. And she goes, Oh, never mind. I'm behind. <laughs> She's like sometime I, toddler. I I think I'm on like 80 or 81 and i'm like i think we covered that on 86 and she's like oh okay never okay so anyway um it's it's occasional that's yeah that's how that's right that's how you return for her occasional toddler (laughs) okay let's see where are we at um we did we did some well, we did some of these on actually already trains. So I believe in last week's show, I, when I was talking about, I made a comment about something about the train sounded like a country song. And then, or you made a comment about, I was talking about trains and it was a country song. And I said, yeah, but let's be honest. Uh, no country song is ever going to be written about a train because, you know, it's socialism or whatever. And when I said it, I was like, huh, that's funny. But something about that doesn't sound quite right. <clears throat> so you, I'm just, public public. You said public transportation is socialism. Yes. And yes. there's no songs written about public transportation. That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time I thought that's funny, but huh, there's something nagging there. So I immediately, as I'm listening back, the first thought was <clears throat> Kenny Rogers, the gambler on a train bound for nowhere. Yeah, the whole, the the whole, the entire song takes place on a train. And then Lisa says, you know, I think Johnny Cash had a song 
about a train. Mm-hmm. There's a Spotify playlist that somebody put together. Johnny Cash songs about trains. There's 20 songs, including, by the way, number one on there, Folsom Prison Blues. Starts talking about, I hear the train. The entire song is him yeah. longing to get on the train. Then there's also Blue Train on the evening train. Hey, Porter, let the train blow the whistle. The train of love, train of love twice. Yeah. Down by the train, I heard the lonesome whistle. The wreck of the old 97, Rock Island Line, Big River, train's gonna roll, city of New Orleans, this train bound for glory, waiting for a train, Georgia on a fast train, come along and ride the train, Orange Blossom Special, and the night they drove old Dixie down. Okay, I'm not sure that whoever put this together uh, is totally clear on what trains are, but there are a lot of Johnny. Johnny Cash alone has a full, could have a full album of, so I, I apologize, although all of the Western ones are more about freight trains and the Old West, but I probably screwed that one up a little bit. So, oops. Um, I'm surprised you I'm surprised you didn't have hundreds and hundreds of emails, tweets, um, voicemails, um, all pointing that same thing out. So I wanted to get that out early so you didn't have to read them individually because I figured you were overwhelmed with that feedback from everybody. So I just saved you time so you didn't have to go through line by line on those. Thank you. The toddlers appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I went to go type bacon A's in the rundown. Yeah. And I misspelled it. Okay. But Google, don't ask, Google auto-corrected it and knew what Baconase was <laughs> and knew how to spell it correctly. <laughs> Did you mean Baconase? Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Hey. Right. <laughs> Come on now. So that led me down this rabbit hole. So let's start there because Hellman's and when I published last week's episode, I tagged Hellman's. I did did not get any feedback from Hellman's for tagging them on our vegan baconese episode, but their Hellman's is not the only one that makes baconese because Heinz makes a smoky baconese. Did that link come through? Um, it's crashing messages. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh man, it did. I tried to click on it. And it crashed my messages too. Yeah. Okay. So don't, don't do that. Don't do that. There you go. Oh, smoky baconese sauce. Smoky, smoky baconese, not just any baconese, smoky baconese by Heinz. And this, this isn't the only crazy combination that's out there. Yeah. Before you go on though, let me, let me just throw this out though. It, that one is on the British food shop. It is a product of the United Kingdom. And right on the label, it says American style smoky bacon ace sauce. American wait, style in the UK. Wait, what? what? Like, first of all, I'd never heard of bacon A's until going to the UK. And now the UK is selling exclusively in the UK American style bacon A's. Wait, what? So then I found this. The other versions of Hellman's 
magic mix-ups. I don't know what the hell they call them. Including chili-flavored, garlic-flavored, lemon-flavored, mustard-flavored. Who needs mustard-flavored? Ba- <laughs> you know, if there was something, if there was a spread that tasted like mustard that I could use on a sandwich. You mean mustard? No, 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 no. No, no. I, I need it spreadable, and it needs to taste like, you mean mustard-flavored mayo? That's what I want. Right? What? Why don't you just use mustard? What do you, what do you think? I am a heathen? Come on. That's <laughs> is it born in a barn? No. And, and Hellman's isn't the only one doing this. <laughs> Heinz has their own lineup of... Mayo chup, mayo racha, which I guess is like sriracha sauce mixed with mayonnaise, honey racha, which has nothing to do with mayo, but is just honey and sriracha, cranch, I don't know what the cra is, but unch must be ranch. Uh, um, That'd be, oh yeah, I was going to say ketchup, I don't know why it's C-R, but ketchup and ranch, cranch? It must be K-R. K for ketchup and ranch for yeah. ranch. Yeah. 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 Um, and mayo must, which would be mayo and sweet lord. But fine. Okay. I look, we we are we have we have we are the self-described branding experts. And and I'm I'm getting a little concerned here because they're the, like it's it's mayo racha, right? So you take the beginning of mayo and the end of sriracha and you you put it together, right? And it's mayo chup, right? Mayo and the end of ketchup. Um, Which, for the record, Amy does to dip her fish into. So, <sighs> well, here's what I will. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, so as we've discussed, I lived I lived in Salt Lake City for for quite a while. There is in Salt Lake in in Utah. Um, which you know, obviously, Salt Lake City is part of. Uh, you you are offered both ketchup and fry sauce. Fry sauce is ketchup and mayo mixed together. That's that's fry sauce. So this mayo chup is essentially in Utah called fry sauce. Now, by the way, what you, what do you dip in that? Fries. Fish? No. It's fry sauce. Not fish sauce. It's fry sauce. <laughs> well, and and it gets crazier because then I found this, which is hanch. <laughs> I gotta give me some hanch. <laughs> if cranch, if cranch isn't enough, then you need some hanch. <laughs> Tarch up. <laughs> and wasabioli. See, Wasabi was- and was- garlic aioli. Wasabioli sounds like a really like, and now you go get the wasabioli, but there is no way to make it. Like if you're in a high end kitchen, then you're like, and then you grab the bottle of Hanch. (laughs) You mix that with the tar chup. (laughs) See, I thought it sounded like a guy from the South side of Chicago, you know, Joe, Joe Wasabioli. We're going to go down to Joe Wasabioli's and, you know, get some Hanch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And as if this there's hasn't more. gone on, there's as more. if this hasn't gone on long enough. <laughs> All right, what am I even looking at there? Seriously good mayo, Heinz. Seriously good mayo, Cadbury cream 
egg edition? Yes. Oh, that's no good. That that's a real thing. No, it's not. You know what? That's a no, no. Who orders that? Who orders? You know what I need is I need you know what I need? I need mayonnaise that tastes like Cadbury cream uh Cadbury cream eggs. <laughs> Pigs in a blanket flavored mayo. You know, that's, that's on a shelf in Europe. That's in England. Yeah. Cause that's 95 pence. So that's in England, I believe. So, um, wow. You know what? The UK is strong in their Mayo game. There's nothing they can't do with Mayo. You know, the one thing we haven't seen is Mayo flavored Mayo. Well, you, or, or there's always this. Do you know what that is? Um, no, I don't. Oh, it's mayo. Everything with the kitchen sink. Oh, Cinco de mayo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were doing so good too. We like, I did. I thought we were going to avoid like you. You you, thought we were- you you researched and sent me like seventeen different images just to get to a dad joke. Yes, I did. Oh, just stringing them along, just stringing them along, stringing them along. Cinco de Mayo. There it is. Is there any other follow up that we need to cover before we move on? Um. Oh, yeah. So uh, a number of weeks ago, you were talking about. One of the things you watched was Netflix Drive to Survive, the story about Formula the the Formula One, kind of the review of this of the last year's season and and the drivers yeah. and all that, right? And you said it was yep. really well done, right? Because it yeah, I watched season three. I still have not gotten back and caught up with season one and two or all of them, but season three I really enjoyed. Yep, highly recommend. And by all accounts, this is. This this series has reignited uh, reignited interest in Formula One worldwide, especially interest in the United States. The um, the U.S. Grand Prix was last weekend. It was in Austin, Texas, at Circuit of the Americas, which is a custom built road course. They had over the three day weekend. They had four hundred thousand people reportedly attend. It it was. This, you know, it was like, hey, Formula One is finally made it in the United States. And a lot of this Netflix has the it's Netflix that is really driving this because everybody's understanding the drivers and who's feuding with who and everything else. The only the only downside to this was so there are two drivers that are are fighting for the championship. There's there's Lewis Hamilton and there's Max Verstappen. And Max is is leading the the world championship. He came out. And he said last week, while everybody else was patting them on the back about like themselves, like, hey, we're here. Formula One's finally in the United States and it's going to take off and Netflix and everything else. And mm-hmm. Max let it be known that he stopped cooperating with the producers um, during filming of this season, which will air next February. He stopped talking with them because he said he's tired of he does interviews and they ask him questions. And then when he watches the show. They use clips when they ask him about a specific incident and they use his answers and put it in a different incident with a different driver. Oops. And he said, basically, they're just making these fake feuds to make their show better. And I'm not going to cooperate with them anymore. I'm done with it because basically they're just trying to fake this thing. 
At this point, all the rest of the drivers, not all of them, but a number of the drivers said, yeah, yeah, but, but, but people, people are paying attention. So the CNN article was, F1 drivers defend Netflix series after Verstappen's fake snub. However, if you read what the other drivers said, and this is how, according to CNN, they defended the series from his teammate, Sergio Perez. What it's done for Formula One is tremendous. It's really something I appreciate. The way they sell the sport is a bit of a drama. It's a show, but at the end of the day, it's good for the sport and it's good for the fans. So I'm happy with it. Lando Norris, I'm fine with it. I think it's a cool thing. Coming to America, there's so many people who are now into Formula One just because they're watching Drive to Survive. I think it came, I think I came across it all right. Daniel Ricardo, most of us experience the effect it's had on sports. There's certainly been a lot of growth, and I honestly see that most in America. So just just to be clear, one of the drivers said, this crap is fake and I'm not participating. And the way the rest of the drivers defended it, not a single driver said, they don't do that. They didn't take my words out of context. They're not making stuff up. They, they all of them said, I don't know, more fans are showing up. It's good for the sport. <laughs> Remind me not to call them for character witnesses if I ever need them in a court of law. Right. Did you see him shoot that guy? Well, it was good for everybody. <laughs> strong. Nobody defense. liked that guy anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong, strong defense there, Monty. It's, it's fake. I'm going to defend you. It's good for the sport. Uh, so, so keep enjoying it. I mean, you know, maybe what they need to do is based on quote real unquote events. Oh Lord. So you know how you know how I say at the end of every show, send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com, even though no one Nobody, does that. No one yes. Yes. You've been saying that even for though, weeks. Yeah, I have, even though no one does that. Well, this week, Jesse did. Did wow. you see this? Did you see this email? Yeah. The, the, I was surprised. I'm like, wait, the email's still working? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we shut that down. Do you want to? Do you want to read it? Do you want me to? Well, you know what? I I will let I will let you read it because uh, because it's it's asking me for some content. So I I think for anybody to believe this, you probably better read it to make sure that it's on the up and up. So Jesse writes, "Hello, Dwayne and Todd. I hope both of you are doing well. I have a suggestion for a new segment. What would Todd do? I also have the first question to ask." <laughs> That's how you want to start a new segment. You get the ball rolling. That's right. Every other week on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, my neighbors behind me have an indoor outdoor pool party. It usually starts around 3 p.m. and doesn't stop until 2 a.m. every single time. The party usually consists of anywhere from 20 to 50 people and they play loud music the entire time. I like a party as much as the next person does, but every week is a bit much. To add context, when they moved in two years ago, they immediately built a pool. That pool acts as a sound amplification board. (laughs) The music and the voices of the people are like a megaphone into all rooms of my house. And he attached a video clip taken from inside his house, and he's not lying. I could hear the music clear as a bell. But Jesse continues, we've tried talking to them, the HOA, some neighbors have tried talking to the police, 
and to the county, and nothing seems to work. What would Todd do? Thanks in advance, Jesse Taylor, Las Vegas, Nevada. Taylor Farms. He got the plug for Taylor Farms in, so he's he's getting it. So, Everybody's picking it up. Yep. This this segment brought to you by Taylor Farms. There you go. So so we ask you, what would Todd do? I I actually when I read this, I had several ideas. So Todd, I I look at this and I think, all right. Well, you know, you've done all the stuff you're supposed to do. I mean, you've talked to the HOA and usually the HOA, you know, has NORS ordinance or whatever. Now, having been involved with multiple HOAs, uh, usually the HOA doesn't do almost anything about noise. They'll tell you to call the police. And now the police don't want to do anything about it. The county don't want it. Okay, so clearly you're going to take this into your own hands. However, the good news is now, by the way, I'm just going to I'm going to make a blanket statement. I mean, Dwayne, you know this because you've been around me a long time and people who know me like never take my advice. Like I, I just come up with the ideas. It's your, it's your responsibility to sort the good ones from the bad ones. I don't do that. So this could be terrible. <laughs> and history says odds are it, it's terrible, but I'm sitting here thinking, well, if nobody cares about the noise officially, your only option, you're going to have to fight fire with fire, right? Because what you need to do is make it so terrible on either the next door neighbor or make it so terrible that the police have to get involved and shut everybody down. Step one, go get some really, really, really big speakers. <laughs> I mean... You're going to need some big speakers. Now, Jesse says he lives in Las Vegas. My guess is there's probably some audio guys you could come in and rig up even like some like some concert trusses, right? Like a Cirque du Soleil kind of thing or something, you know? Rentals for a couple hundred bucks and you're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't need to buy them, man. Yeah. And if you wanted to do it, st- there's going to be nothing stealth about this. If you wanted to do it from a stealth standpoint, you would put them on the ground, but for pure effect, what you're going to do is you're going to need to get the scaffolding and put them up. So it goes over the wall. Like they need to know (laughs) what's going on here. Now at that point, the HOA may, they may, they, I would say most HOAs would say, I don't care about the noise, but did you get a, did you get a planning permission to build a, uh, a stage in your backyard? So you got to be careful with that. Okay. Then the only question becomes, what do you blast that will, yes. But here's the thing. That's just a toe, that's a toe tapping thing. Like who, everybody loves that. It's happy boy. How could you not hear that? You'll be happy. You're just going to make everybody happy. You can't use that. That just, that just bring everybody be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, turn it up. So my first thought was, I'm assuming they've got dance party music, whatever. And I was thinking, what could you blast ridiculously loud to drown? What you want to do is you want to drown out. Basically, if you think about this as like a physics problem, their music and uh, voices are sound waves that are coming over the wall towards your house. What you're doing is using your speakers as an offensive weapon to push sound waves over back over the wall. So you are now defeating their sound waves, right? So it's like building a fort. 
right? Like you, you're weaponizing speakers here is what you're doing. Yeah. You need the anti pitbull is what you need. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's not when pitbull shows up, there's a party you need when this shows up, there is no party, right? That's what you need. That's what I'm saying. And what the attachment that Jesse sent, it sounded a lot like pitbull. I'm just going to yeah. say, okay. So I came up with a number of ideas and you can cycle through these. Um, as to sort of what's annoying. All right. My first thought was, and this one's going to seem a little weird, but if you can, if you can pay attention and record what their playlist is, if you know what it was, if you could get their exact playlist, but off, off like a half a second. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) About, you know, about two seconds would really drive them crazy because yeah. a half a second could just be an echo, but two seconds off that would kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So just, just two to three seconds off where they're hearing their music and then they're hearing it back again, but not right on the beat. Right. <laughs> and what would be weird is if they're using a playlist, if they're like, well, go to the next song. And so then you hit the next song. They're like, That's freaky. Right. <laughs> okay so that's one and realistically if you do it right they won't know that you're blasting it they just think that it's their sound (laughs) causing the problem number two i'm thinking you're in vegas hookers and blow (laughs) (laughs) sorry what the audio please So I'm thinking when you think of old time Las Vegas, I'm well, not even old time. I'm thinking when you think Las Vegas, though, you think some of the great people who've performed there. Um, number one, recently, I think Celine Dion. <laughs> I was going to go Wayne Newton, but sure. Why not? But Wayne Newton also works. Not Frank Sinatra because Frank Sinatra's cool. So don't don't do that. Don't blast Frank. Um, yep. Maybe some Neil Sedaka. I mean, you basically go like low end rat pack. <laughs> oh, or if you decided to go all in on on Celine, you don't go for multiple albums. You just go with one song from 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. My heart will go on. Just and on and on all. and on. Yep. <laughs> all this is the song that will never end. <laughs> here's a here's a callback. How about Tom Jones? <laughs> What's new pussycat? We've already given you the answer. There you go, right? Yeah, it's just, just 13 times straight of what's new pussycat with one. By, by the way, that's great because we've already established that that will drive people insane. Matter of fact, that'll Absolutely. shut the party down pretty quick. Yes. It's, it's not unusual. That's the song that you drop in in the middle. Yes. All yes. what's new pussycat followed by one. It's not unusual. Yes. yes. There we go. Yes least <laughs> if none of that works look this is probably going to get you in trouble with the cops in the county and the hoa and again here's what you're trying to do actually step one you're trying to make them quit but if you're not trying to make them quit here's what you need to do you are trying to amp up the noise so bad that the police can't ignore whatever the hell's going on in this block anymore and you're trying to escalate it so you're going to get in trouble but this one probably crosses the line. This may be considered a felony in most states. There are 87 episodes of Talking to Todd. 
Which we have established are not bingeable. Not bingeable at all. And I'm saying the minute they hit play on the pit bull. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? I can guarantee you that 20 to 50 people, because we don't have 20 to 50 people listening to this podcast, (laughs) that will clear out their backyard very, very quick. It, and if it doesn't, could you let us know so that we can, we need to count them as listeners. They'll be listening. They'll be able to figure out how to get to us. No, no space. Yeah, exactly. Wherever you get your pods. So I'm just waiting for them. For the love of God, not another tech corner, please. Please just shut it. We'll, we'll, we'll go inside. We'll be good. I don't want to hear about Mac chips. I already got an iPhone 13. I don't need your help. I had some thoughts. Okay. All right. Would Todd do this? How do you feel about a barbecue smoker? Don't fight them. You started saying fight fire with fire. Yeah. I would say fight fire with smoke that you would make sure was blowing in their direction. Yeah. You know, and I'm just cooking a brisket for a really long time. And all of the smoke is moving in a certain direction. That would be a suggestion. Okay. But here's the thing that they may not enjoy it, but brisket smoked brisket smells good. Ooh. Now it might make them hungry and go, Hey, where do I get some of that? And then they would come over and then you've got a different problem. So you may need to, you may need to be a bad smoker. You may need to overload it with garlic. You may need to overload it with, I don't know, something that would just, Oh, no, no. I'm thinking, I'm more thinking, having worked in a number of offices. So this is what I want you to think about, Dwayne. If you work in an office for any amount of time, somebody brings in to the office break room something from home and heats it up in the microwave that makes the break room uninhabitable for at least two to three days. Oh, fish. Fish. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) There's your solution. Yeah, there, okay. there you go. So, okay, so so that's an option. Um, or or the other one, fish is number one by a mile. The second one that in my experience will also clear out a break room for quite a while is how much popcorn can you burn? <laughs> oh yeah. There yeah. you go. So basically uh-huh. you're gonna yep. need like an industrial size, just burn popcorn and then just have fans blowing. <laughs> It over. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, is that fish? What popcorn or popcorn and fish? Burnt popcorn and fish will clear out that backyard. The the other two ideas that I had are more about how to annoy the neighbor. If you can't, if you can't solve it, and they continue to do this, and and none of these other things seem to work out to make them stop, you can just annoy them separately, differently. Um, I think you used to have a neighbor that would smoke pot. That's an understatement, but yes, <laughs> I believe, I believe the accurate phrase is they used to smoke all the pot <laughs> um, again, again, however, depending on the crowd over there, they'd be like, Hey, I know where the stuff is. <laughs> Might be showing true. up or so here's, and here, here's, a, here's another, here's another idea. List something on Craigslist. And then list their phone number, like like a bicycle, a nice bicycle, but not for free and not for like $25, but at a reasonable rate that 
would generate some interest, like five hundred dollars for a for for one of Sherry's thirteen thousand dollar bikes, right? Oh, hey, and their phone number, and then just off it goes, right? Oh, okay, all right, yes, and yes, and or I, I'm taking this idea, but I'm running with it instead of they're just getting these phone calls about this thing they don't own. I'm saying put their house up on Airbnb on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> Sweet. Again, again, by the way, I, I, our lawyers, our lawyers want to yep. make sure that I'm clear. I said, don't do any of these. Yeah, These are all terrible ideas. Do terrible not. Ideas. Terrible, one, terrible ideas. <laughs> one last one that I can know from experience. And this one, this one isn't, this one is doable. This one is actually doable. It's going to take a little bit of time, but you can do it. But I, I know of what I speak. Um, Okay. Number one, put down some artificial turf in your backyard. Number two, <clears throat> get a dog. <laughs> now put the artificial turf. Now. It has to be so that when the when the wind blows over the artificial turf, it doesn't get it doesn't get blocked by the wall. Like you're, you you got to So n- number three, get a fan, right? Number four, don't clean the artificial turf ever. <laughs> Trust me, that'll clear out the backyard. You just start sending like three months worth in the desert from artificial turf that's had a dog or two or three, and you haven't cleaned it at all, and just let that waft over. And what I will tell you is, uh. I don't care how I don't care how excited everybody is for Mr. Worldwide. Um, that party is over. <laughs> oh well, Je- uh, Jesse. Hopefully, none of these have been helpful or something. I, I, I don't know if if you have if you have ideas or questions that you would like to ask us and find out what would Todd do. Uh, we'll we'll give you the email address again here at the end of the show. How's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is going to be a career limiting move. I think if we continue <laughs> to do this segment, it's fun once. <laughs> oh boy, are you? Um, I don't think there's t- much time for anything else. Well, can I can I make one joke? Sure, go for it. I want to make because this is timely. I want to I want to make one nomination for idiots because this one's yes. been here for a few weeks. So I put Brett Favre back on here about a month ago. Oh yeah. Right. Because a year ago it came out, right. That Brett Favre was paid about a million dollars by the state of Mississippi out of funds that were to go to low income people. And Brett Favre was paid a million dollars to give a couple of speeches to low income people. I don't, I don't understand. They, they basically took federal money that was, that was supposed to go to help low income people and gave over a million dollars to Brett Favre to make speeches of which he never <sighs> made any of the speeches. So, <laughs> so it was a terrible idea. And then he just didn't even show up and they said, and I, I think it was, it was like 1.1 million or something. And I think they said, Hey, by the way, uh, you need to pay this money back. Cause you actually forget that this, they should have never done this, but you didn't actually even do the work. And there was a thing of like, oh, I, I don't know. This is just my people or whatever. And he paid back like 500000 of it, of like the $1.1 million. And a couple of weeks ago, there was an article that came out and said, Brett Favre still owes $600,000, but now the state wants $882,000 because of penalties and interest because he's been sitting on the money for more Ooh. than a year. 
So now we need $880,000. That was why that was here a couple of weeks ago. As of yesterday or today, a headline said Brett Favre has paid the $600,000 that he owes. And the headline is the state still wants the other 280,000 because he apparently Brett Favre couldn't come up with the 600 grand or something. So, um thank you Brett for eventually paying the money that you got paid to not give speeches. Um but now we want we want the money and the interest and uh anyway, yeah, I don't know. You know, just Hey, I'm just I'm just Brett Favre out here on my farm, you know, just whatever. Anyway, this uh, this update was brought to you by uh, Brett Favre Financial Planners. Do you have money? Do you want to waste it? Well, let Brett Favre take a shot at it. He's going to need to go do another Wrangler commercial or two. Oh boy, I hope I hope he gets a, an extension on that copper sleeve thing. All right, let's see. I think that's all the time we got for idiots this week. All right, let's. What are we moving on to? Oh, what we're watching? Sure, why not? This one we've been watching for a little bit. Um, in the rundown, I put DWT apostrophe uh, quote S unquote, which stands for Dancing with the quote Stars unquote. Um, Lisa has enjoyed watching Dancing with the Stars for years. Absolutely. It's it's great. It's nice. Everybody, it's one of those competition shows where people actually root for each other and you see people put in, you know, in situations where they really got to work and they're uncomfortable. And I mean, there's some there's been some amazing moments and some of it's a little cringeworthy or whatever. Fine. I will say, however, two years ago, they made some changes. Um, Tom Bergeron was the host and they let him go. Yeah. And replaced him and Aaron Andrews with Tyra Banks at the time, Lisa couldn't stand Aaron Andrews and thought she was terrible at that job. Not, not necessarily the sports job, but she was terrible at that job. And the joke was, cause she competed at one point when she was a quote unquote star. Um, right. So somehow every interview she's like, well, when I was on in season five, I found it diff- like, Oh, were you on it? Were you on it, Aaron? I hadn't heard. Were you on it? <laughs> And this is Lisa's comment was, she's like, I hate Aaron so much. I almost don't want to watch this show. And then they got rid of Tom and Aaron and they brought in Tyra and Lisa's now every week is this. God, I miss Aaron. I mean, I really miss Tom. I I absolutely miss Tom. Tom was great. I will, I will, I will gladly take Aaron. If you give me back, Tom Tyra's Tyra's a little different. And, you know, she's had some shows that she starred in. She's not the star of this show, but nobody's told her that. Anyway, that's it's not dancing with Tyra, but it kind of is. Anyway, um, is we're watching she that. is she both the Tom and the Aaron now? Yes. Yes. Because I haven't watched since it was Tom and Brooke Burke. Oh, OK. Yeah. So Tyra does both of Tom and Aaron's job and she does both poorly. Um, so she does neither of them. Yeah. She does. She does. She does both Tom and Aaron's job, and at the same time, does neither of them. Yeah, yeah, not okay. really. This year, I, I got to admit, they're like on season thirty, and I think they are starting to run out of stars. Yeah, who are this year's stars? Out of curiosity, well, source of um, all truth and knowledge. Yeah, I think I watched. Well, I clearly remember the year that Nick Lachey and Cheryl, whatever the hell her last name is competed 
I remember that season. That was probably like season, I don't know, four, five. Who we got so, this year? Yeah, I'm well, clearly out of the loop. So here's the here's the problem. The problem is is that there are actually big stars on this show, and I'm like, who's that? And then Lisa tells me, and I'm like, what do they do? And she tells me like the name of the show, and then I say, what's that? And she's like, it's a really popular show that everybody watches. On what? Like, I, I am not I'm not the person to judge some of this, but just taking a quick look at the cast as it was uh, at the beginning of the season, um, there are some names that we would have probably heard of. Um, Mel C from the uh, spice girls okay um brian austin green sure um from mel no from 50210 beverly hills 50210 not melrose yeah. place sorry yeah. oh sure boy that was yeah. close <laughs> um interestingly enough uh iman shumpert from the nba is uh is is there uh mike the miz mizzenin i don't know uh wwe from- wrestler Oh, not from Jersey Shore. He is. He is the. I think he's the biggest villain in wrestling now. I believe. Okay. And, and by the way, whatever. He's a nice guy. Like, of course, right? He plays like the Miz. The wrestler is is you know plays the the bad guy. Um, super nice guy. Um, however, there are a few people. Oh, and then I guess one of the biggest names again, not in my area, uh, but JoJo Siwa uh is is a huge name um she is she's also on here and breaking who <laughs> yeah don't do this it's gonna make us sound bad um she was on she was originally found on uh she was originally came out of dance moms and and is an incredibly uh is a is a big dancer influencer um very big anyway jojo doesn't that JoJo's seem season. that oh i know the last season i watched the season that Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls won, and she's like a professional dancer, which I'm like, at that point, the the whole point that I enjoyed about when I watched it were these are people that aren't dancers, and they get them to, them to the point where they're competent. Maybe not great. Some of them pretty good, but Nicole needed no help. I mean, no, no help. In fact, whoever the professional was that she was dancing with, just get out of the way and let her do her thing, right? Uh, that, seriously, I don't know why they even had a season, and that's the point when I stopped watching. Yeah, so... Um, I did not know that I had a Dancing with the Stars rant in me, but I just did. Yeah, that was kind of stunning. I didn't see that coming. Wow. There, there are a couple of people that you start going, oh, wait. When you say stars, what do you mean? Um, one of them is Olivia Jade. She's an Didn't... influencer, but she's best known f- for her mom's influence. <laughs> <laughs> In the college bribe scandal to get her into college that her mom and dad both went to jail for. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and then... USC in jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they also have Cody Rigsby. Now you may not know Cody Rigsby. Nope. Cody Rigsby is a Peloton instructor. <laughs> I bet you toddler 3187 knows who this is. So again, in his world, he might be now. I will say I now going through all of this. I, I find this ironic that you and I, 
are talking about. Oh, how famous are they? <laughs> I know what our downloads look like. Uh, hey, by they the way, recorded the, 87 episodes. We're putting the talking to Todd guys on the what? <laughs> Who's that? It's a podcast. I don't think so. No, no, no. Li- Technically, li- it yeah. is. You should listen to it. I did. And I don't think it's a podcast. <laughs> so anyway, um, what we're now doing is just watching. Uh, there's some good people and some bad people. So Lisa spends a lot of time basically fast forwarding through the three or four people she wants to watch. Um, not Tyra, not the scores uh, and not a bunch of them. And then so it's a two hour show and we can usually watch it in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Here, give me the remote. Click, click. Eh, eh. Eh, that was good. So anyway, that's what we're watching. Uh, again, who knew that we had that much material? Well, we didn't have that much material. We just drew it out. How many, who knew that we had that much material on Dancing with the Stars? Um, what are you watching? And can this get any worse? And I reading the rundown, it can. This is the point where I need to beg you to allow us to record on Wednesday nights starting at 645. Because at 7 p.m. in my house on Wednesday night, the freaking bachelorette is on and we didn't record last night correct yes so your your wednesday night was free and open i went to bed at 7 15 which means i was up at 1 30 a.m this morning because i went to bed and i went to sleep and then i woke up at 1 30 and then i was up until about three so i caught up on uh lock and key which a new season dropped on Netflix. So there's I, that. I thought you were going to tell me. So I went to bed at 7.15, woke up at 1, went out, turned it on, and it was the West Coast re- It was the West Coast feed of Bachelorette. No! <laughs> no, I cannot get away from this lady. Who seems very nice. Uh, and we also, so on Sunday, we started watching the Bears game. And by halftime... We said, I ain't watching this crap anymore. So we went downstairs and we wouldn't call it a game, Doug. (laughs) Uh Oh, wow. Is that awful? (laughs) Like, I can't watch this anymore. Do you want to go downstairs and watch Dune? So we, so we did. Dune was, I really, I enjoyed it. I thought the music was great. I thought the, the photo, the cinematography was fantastic. I, actually could follow the story, which I couldn't do with the Kyle McLaughlin sting version. I I really enjoyed it. I would highly recommend. I may even go watch it again. Wow. High praise. Yeah. Uh, If you, if you had time to only watch one, would you watch Venom two or Dune again? I don't know. There were probably some jokes in Venom two that I missed. (laughs) And I could probably watch Venom 2 twice in the time that it took to watch Dune. Good point. Good point. So, so there's that. Did you learn anything this week? Um, yeah, I did. And seeing where we're at, I'll, uh, I'll make this quick. Yeah. So in the cold open, uh, talked about some stuff. So I uh, on on Tuesday, Lisa and I had some uh, so, so, sort of the, sort of annual medical appointments and um and I got my flu shot and, and she got, she got a shot. And then, and then Wednesday morning, uh, we got our booster shots for COVID 
Um, and so thinking we both did the same thing on Tuesday, we got a shot in one arm and then the following day we got a shot in the, in the other arm. And what I learned last night was that was, well, I don't know how to do it right, but that was stupid because I sleep on my side and I didn't feel very well. Um, and I'm not sure which one, whether it was the flu or the COVID or whatever. (laughs) I mean, like what's causing this? I don't know. It's a mixture of something. And all I wanted to do was go to sleep and I sleep on my side. And so I literally rolled over out. Okay. And then roll over out. Oh, they roll over out, roll over out. And that was pretty much uh, the first half hour of me trying to go to sleep, not feeling well at all. And then in the middle of the night, forgetting all of this, like sound asleep, uh, roll and I'm awake. Okay. Ow. That. Oh, yeah. So anyway, what I learned was space those out, space those out. Do you not listen to our podcast? I did this back in March with tetanus in one arm and shingles in the other. Saying, yeah. yep, I can yeah. absolutely say that this is a thing. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's a that's a talking to Todd tip from both of us now. Absolutely. Tested and <laughs> tested and verified. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I did? I listened to you, but all good science, you don't just take somebody's word for it. You you replicate it. Totally and I fair. replicated it and I I replicated the I replicated the outcome as well. So yes, using science now we can confirm bad idea. All right, how about you? What do you got? Um uh, well, I also have a little bit of medical pain. Uh I can confirm for you that my toes are not entirely healed because I stubbed them just softly last night. Before going to bed. No, no, no. On the door frame of the pantry. And I was not wearing a shoe. And I went, oh, still sore, still, still tender. Uh, And I thought I was getting, I actually, I thought I was totally healed. I'm not totally healed. I'm fine today and it doesn't hurt. But... (laughs) Well, you were, you were totally healed right before you smashed your foot. I was, <laughs> right? The door jam. Sweet Lord. God, I, I, I am old and brittle. <laughs> so I, 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 I guess I continue to learn that over and over. What I, and what I know is, uh, I, I know what's going on in the pantry. Bull noodle. <laughs> not, not if Amy has anything to say about it. <laughs> The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. <laughs> the music is still Happy Boy. It's still by Kevin McLeod. It's still available on Incompetech. Uh, you can... Subscribe to Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or Podbean, wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking in the number two, no G, no space. We have a page on Facebook. You can tweet us on Facebook. I think that's how that works. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. 
Support for the editing of this podcast was brought to you by Toddlers 3187 and 17. And you can always stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office and Museum in Tuba City, Arizona. Please don't do that. The website is talking to Todd. Thanks to our listeners, especially the new ones. Please tell your friends. Send us your feedback at feedback at talkingtotod.com, even though nobody but Jesse does that. Todd? Okay, so you're slightly off just a little bit. Uh, uh, Venom 2 clocks in at 97 minutes. That's, that's, a, that's a short 97. <laughs> um, D- Dune, uh, Dune clocks in at, at a... Well, I haven't seen it, so I was going to say a ponderous. I may not know that. At, at at 156 minutes, so you're you're getting uh, so you're you're going to have to. It's it's not two for one, but but it 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 feels like that, right? I can I can get a. You're saying I can get a venom and a half in. What? Yeah. Although, uh, what I should have asked you then to make it more fair is, what would you rather see again? Because this is these are much closer. Would you rather watch Dune again at 156 minutes or No Time to Die at a brisk 163 minutes? No Time to Die every day and twice on Sunday. Absolutely. In fact, I'm probably going back to the theater to see No Time to Die. I liked it that much. And then if you got an extra 20 minutes to spare after that to make it around three hours... Then you got some room in your in your schedule for Endgame again. <laughs> Actually, there's there's your thing. Venom two. Tw- you like superhero movies? There we go. Venom two twice or Endgame once? Yeah, movie math, movie math. This is you know what this is this is what's going to put us over the top. <laughs> Out of curiosity, how long was Cocoon? <laughs> um, Cocoon's only 117 minutes. I can watch it yeah. three times. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, by the way, you know what? Just one last really bad idea for Jesse. Yeah. If he doesn't like all the rest of us or all the rest of the ideas and they don't work, how about take the, uh, what the 1984, 1985 Dune movie and just have a movie night in the backyard with the speakers facing. <laughs> that's facing a fantastic the idea. Invite all your friends and yeah. All our and listeners, then, sure. Road trip. You're gonna, need, you're gonna need two chairs, and and just and just play it, but play it on a loop. And uh, there you go. We'll be selling tickets soon. You can hear about it next week, right here on Talking to Todd. By the way, I, I did get one bit of other feedback from Lindsay. Um, the hey, we should broadcast live from the wedding. Yeah, that's a that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic idea.